to the Better Me Podcast. I am your host, Jen, and just a friendly reminder, I'm merely a curious girl looking for a platform to chat, learn, and dish. I'm not a professional therapist or claim to be an expert. Also, in every episode, I can't assure you this is at all appropriate for children, so be aware of that when starting to listen. And with that, let's work on being a better me. Hi, and welcome to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen, and thank you so much for joining me today. I have your favorite guest with me today, my husband, John, and we have a pretty awesome episode in store for you, I think. We're going to discuss sex and marriage, um, sexual experiences before marriage and before monogamy, and also we're going to touch a little bit on cheating and what makes people cheat. Um, Obviously, it's just kind of coming from the two of us. We're not experts, and um, it's just... I think a really interesting topic to explore and talk about and I'm in my opinion I think if people talked about it more it probably wouldn't be quite as uh, big of a deal it wouldn't be quite so prevalent Um, but yeah so I think this is gonna be a really awesome episode and I thank you so much for tuning in I also thank you for all of your ratings and reviews And I ask that you please continue to do that for me. I really appreciate it. So I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I will be joined by John. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen, and I am joined today by my husband, John. Hello, love. Hello, love. I am back. <laughs> um, first, let's start out by uh, saying happy birthday. Oh, that was two days ago. I know, but it's still your birthday weekend. Yeah, you're right. And we have been celebrating it for a couple of days now. Yeah, I've been celebrating a little bit too, too much. <laughs> um, but I always love your birthday. It's like my birthday. It's like I get two every year. I know. You're so good. You're so good at it. Planning stuff out. Oh, thanks. You're good in getting good presents. I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Oh, thanks, honey. I hope you appreciate me after this episode. <laughs> oh no. Well, I might have different answers. I. Well, that's okay. I know. I mean, it's okay to not always agree on everything. But you do all your prep work, and I, I really don't know what this is all about. Well, but you're better off the cuff anyway. I yeah. Uh, I'll do do my best. (laughs) All right. So what I wanted to start with, and and you know this because we've talked about it, Uh is uh, we were kind of, I don't even remember how we got on the subject, but we were talking about how when we were in school, in like grade school, that, you know, you in gym class had to climb the rope. Like that was part of the, you know the curriculum of gym class and that that is when you discovered that your body could do something miraculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine wasn't in gym class though. I remember this. This was down in 
my basement and there was a pole, like a support beam pole. Oh, okay. And I was only like, I don't know how old I would have been, maybe nine or so. Okay. But anyway, there was I, I, I was trying to climb this pole to the top and touch the roof. Uh-huh. And as you <laughs> grab the pole and wrap your legs around and pull, right. trying to get that leverage, <laughs> something strange started to happen. <laughs> right. And I said, I had the same experience, but it was in gym class and it was a rope. And we figured everyone has that same feeling. Yeah, because I used to climb that pole after that experience all the time. (laughs) I loved climbing the rope. I loved climbing the pole. (laughs) So, um... So then we started talking about, well, first of all, we asked somebody about it, too, and they had no idea what we were talking about. Right. So I, I think you just kind of stumble onto that. Either either you stumble onto this experience as, as and I don't know, I mean, if, if, you, if you're six, maybe it doesn't work, but there's got to be an age when you're just starting to get into to your, that... Like puberty. R- right. Like on the That border. all of a sudden, it triggers something. Right. And my philosophy... My theory is when you have an experience like that at a young age and you figure out kind of like what your body can do. Right. And Mm -hmm. that it feels good. Right. And you start at an earlier age, then you, it causes that sex drive to activate at an earlier age and then it just gets stronger. Right. So rope climbers, I think, have (laughs) a stronger (laughs) sexual drive. That's that's only my theory. I wonder if um, if maybe just some people don't their bodies don't do that. I, I don't know. I mean, how would you find that out? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe a podcast poll on my Instagram. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it has to affect you as, as a kid. I mean, unless you just... No, get... I know, but what I'm saying is, like, if people would tell me, like, comment on the Instagram that we make today... Right. For this podcast, and tell me if you had the same experience, or if you have no idea what we're talking about. You know who would know this? Probably grade school gym teachers. <laughs> well, I always wondered if my teacher knew. Right. I mean, obviously, they have to see the looks on those kids come down that rope for the first time, <laughs> and some of them have this bewildered yeah. <laughs> look, like, "Oh my god, what just happened?" Like pure satisfaction. Right. <laughs> That dazed, glazed look, like holy shit! I love that rope. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. Okay, so everybody, this is a call out to all of you. I want to know if you know what we're talking about as far as the sensation from climbing the rope. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. Yeah. Okay. So. And then, and then, take it a step further. What I would ask those same people that had that experience. How what sexual kind of, they got. How sexual, what kind of sex drive do they have? Yeah, that's a really good question. It is a very good question. Okay, so please comment. And if you don't want to comment directly and have everyone read your answer, you can DM me. Yeah. But, <laughs> and make it private. And you can feel bad that I have to do this podcast and explain <laughs> it on, on the air. Well, it was just funny because we got onto the subject and then we were wondering, like, is it does it catapult you into yeah. having a higher sex drive? Yeah. Or like maybe like craving the feeling more? Probably. I, I, that's my theory. I'm sticking to it. Okay. Yep. 
So, um, at what age do you think that you started to like fully enjoy sex? Like how old were you when you lost your virginity? Oh, I was 16. Okay. Uh huh. And do you feel like you, like it was the best experience right off the bat or do you feel like it took, you know, some time and, you know, it, was there a certain age where it felt like, okay, this is what it's supposed to be like? Yeah, I think climbing the pole prepared me well for <laughs> my first experience. Yeah? Yeah. She probably didn't know what the hell I was doing, but <laughs> tried to climb like a pole. <laughs> I'm sure she was super impressed. Like, well, so let's just assume it was not her best sexual experience then. No, I think she, I think she really enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. She wouldn't leave me alone after that, so no, yeah, she well, must have. You did something for her. Yeah. So, um, did you feel like you you enjoyed sex immediately? Or did you feel like it, there was a time in your life when you were like more comfortable, or is that just like a female thing? I think that's a female thing. Okay. We're we're simpletons. Okay. You know. Yeah. We're like, we do this feel good mango. You know. <laughs> gotcha sorry well i would say that for um for a woman or specifically i'm speaking for myself you need to be tuned in right i mean you yeah. need a mental connection yeah right yeah but and i think too that it also takes um like a comfort level yes with not only that person but also with yourself so I don't feel like I fully enjoyed sex until much later. Like even though, you know, I was doing it, I I didn't feel like it was the best. Right. You know, and there were times when I thought, is this it? Like this is what everybody talks about. And now, and now, that's a question. Well, now you... I I feel like I'm at my peak. Yeah, like... you're, you're a vixen now. <laughs> But, you know, it comes to with, I'm much more comfortable with myself. Right. And I'm obviously extremely comfortable with you. Yep. And so that makes a big difference. Just, you know, in the whole satisfaction arena. Yeah. So. I think, uh, again, that we, because men are just wired a little bit different, I mean, it it doesn't require that connection, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. And I know on your paper over there, you you're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go down the path of what makes somebody cheat and cheating and stuff like that. So that's where I think you and I might differ on our philosophies just a bit. Okay. So, well, um, first I wanted to talk since we're talking about like sex and marriage. Um, obviously, there's pros and cons to everything. And I think, you know, obviously when you get into a monogamous relationship or marriage that, you know, you give up having sex with other people yeah. for the most part. So, um, do you feel like that would be considered a con? Uh, a, a con that once you're, that you don't want to get, get have sex with other people? Right. Um, uh, well, I, hmm. Boy, this is a, 
we're down a rocky road already. <laughs> kind of thinking. Well, I'm I'm strictly speaking too about like monogamous relationships too, because there are a lot of relationships and marriages out there that are exploring non-monogamy. Right. I mean, I do think, and again, I'm only talking from the male standpoint. Is there is probably some something that. Some chemical that gets released, and it has to be with women too. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you can answer this better. Uh-huh. But there has to be, you know, some chemical that gets released when you're with something, some someone new. Oh sure. You know. Yeah. And I think that has to bring a level of excitement, even if it's the that that feeling is just awkwardness or. Um, I don't even know how to how to describe it, but well, maybe too, it's like more of a buildup. Yeah, you know, like yeah. is it going to happen? Right. Whereas, you know, you're a sure thing. Yeah, so are you. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you have wine, right. you're absolutely a sure thing. Right. Yeah. Well, I can see that for sure. I mean, I can see that. It, well, I think I remember quite a while ago we had a conversation. Uh, and it was, we were getting near our anniversary. And I said, can you believe that I'm the only person that you're going to have sex with forever? Like, it's already been, you know, so many years. And it's just been me. I know. But I think you get it. You, you just kind of get into a battle rhythm at that point. Yeah. So. Which, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing as far as that goes. I just, you know. Just worth a conversation. Yeah, but but you're super hot, so <laughs> well, so are you. <laughs> it, it never gets old. Well, that's good. That's our goal. That is our goal. <laughs> that's why we spend two hours on the treadmills <laughs> at different times this morning. Right. Well, and I think that you know, along with that, or you know, besides that, there's a lot of pros too, and obviously. That would be comfort. Right. You know, you don't feel like you're nervous or, you know, am I going to measure up? Um, and I think, too, that you end up maybe exploring different avenues <laughs> <laughs> in your sexual relationship when you're part of a monogamous Yeah, I think marriage. you experienced that on our wedding night. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't want to go down that path. <laughs> you bought the cow, I, I guess. Did, I did. That <laughs> night I bought the cow. I felt empowered to try different things. <laughs> well, I, and I don't hate that. No. I think, you know, that's, that's healthy. I think it's healthy. But, um, I think that, you know, that that is considered a pro that then you're, you know, you're more comfortable. Absolutely. hundred percent. Of course. I mean, anytime you can reach a comfort level doing anything, it, it, it makes it, it makes it that much more enjoyable. Which I guess goes along with, um, what, what do you think makes great sex in a marriage? <sighs> what makes great sex? Well, having it for starters. <laughs> right. And, right. And, and, and I guess having it when you want to would be up there. Okay. Um, but for 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 me, what makes great sex is 
someone who um, looks like they're enjoying it. Okay. You know? I mean, some, I would say some marriages where the woman's like, okay, it's your birthday, all right, you can, you know, <laughs> go ahead, you, you can have some of this, you know? Right. But their their mind's not into it, right. you know? And, or even over the course of time, you know, it gets mundane, it gets routine, it gets vanilla. Sure. Where you seem to never, I mean, I never experienced that with you because you have a very, very sexual face that comes out and your sound and your face <laughs> is what make it for me every time oh yeah okay oh that's nice yeah <laughs> well i am into it i know <laughs> but i think too having a partner that that cares that you're having a good time is a biggie yeah well it, and you make it easy because i know when i've done my job right because you giggle <laughs> that is true and at first that would be that could be taken the wrong way, but now of course after twenty years I get I, it. I, I get it. I know what that that giggle means now. Right. Yeah. Mission well, accomplished. Yeah. I I think I've heard of women who who cry after orgasm. That would bother me. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? No, I cannot. No. <laughs> I can't either. That would be terrible. That'd be a boner killer for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else that you would say makes great sex? Maybe like spontaneity a little bit? Uh, yes. I mean, spontaneity always, always because, you know, it's when not the, just like Tuesday night. No, or something, no. I mean, you know? when, when the mood hits you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now the mood never hits you before two in the afternoon. Uh, yeah. You're right about that. It's usually afternoon or evening. Right. Yeah. So I, I and I become conditioned to that. <laughs> I know you would like morning, but anytime. I just don't feel sexy then. But you are sexy then. <laughs> you, I don't. Well, I, I thank you. Yeah. I'm glad you think so. Mo <laughs> morning wood is is known to be some of the hardest compounds on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard. So I've heard. Who actually told you the birds and the bees? Like, who sat you down and, like, taught you? Nobody. Really? No. No. Nobody. You're kidding. Uh-uh. So pole, where did you learn it? Well, the pole. Okay. The pole kind of helped me along. Okay. Um, Kelly Markworth's uh, Playboy collection. Oh. Yeah. We had a fort out in the middle of the woods and one day there was a, a box and in that box was uh uh the girls of kokomo like 1978 wow. the girls of kokomo indiana oh my gosh. and they were naked girls oh yeah. Really? yeah yeah so that that was that was my introduction and uh yeah wow. kind of figured it out on my own so even you didn't take a class at school where they talked about no, sex? No, no. I, I went to a Catholic grade school. Oh. They, didn't even, they didn't breach that <laughs> I didn't think about that. No. Okay. No. They, had, they, they had a place called confessionals for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you go in there and talk about climbing the rope? No, I did not. <laughs> no. Because I had I was also the uh, an altar boy. So no matter oh, what I told Father yeah. DeBruzzi, 
inside the room. Then I had to walk outside and put my little altar boy robe on. There was no <laughs> way I was going down that path. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is hilarious. I just can't believe though that like your mom or your stepdad nope. or your grandpa, nope. nobody no way. talked to you about nope. it. Huh. Not even close. Okay. But I think that's probably more common than you think. Really? Oh yeah. Oh. I, I do. I mean, I'm not, I mean, most probably are responsible parents and they're like, oh, let's, you know, and some, I'm sure some do it better than others to have that talk. Yeah. But I would say. Well, and it's probably become a lot more of the norm in the recent years. Well, yeah. I mean, right. Now everybody can figure this out on the internet. Well, how to talk to your kids, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. There was no script back then, and and, uh, and but I mean, even though I, I I still think a lot of parents don't have this talk. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Which is scary because then it leaves it up to places like the internet, right, to that's figure it super out. Super frightening. Yes. Well, and your little book of the girls of Kokomo is a whole lot different than what you could find on the internet as a child. Oh yeah. So yeah, which is yeah, that's scary stuff. And, you know, you feel kind of like sorry for both boys and girls that are learning from that because real life is not porn. No, <laughs> but I mean, I do think it, because, I mean, we're mammals, I think a lot of this is just primal instincts that just takes over. Right. I mean, in the animal kingdom, they don't have this freaking, they don't have the talk. Right. You know, <laughs> they just go with, with what drives them, which drives, you know, procreation and that's just nature well i think the difference though between men and women as far as that goes is that now i think that more parents should be talking to their daughters about how to get pleasure out of sex because i think there's a lot of girls including myself who when they first start having sex it's like i don't even what am I even doing right. here? And obviously that is a 100% mother conversation. Yes, I yeah. would agree. There's no way. I would agree. No way would I. I, I don't know. Thinking about it. <laughs> but I think it's important to make sure that your daughters are being taken care of and that they do understand how to get pleasure. Yeah. So. Like, are you talking like self-love pleasure? Well, both. Oh. I mean... Not only, I'm sure that they would figure out how to pleasure themselves. I would hope so. But also, you know, when you're with a partner, and let's just assume it's a heterosexual relationship, that you know what to what to ask for. Or, you know, you know the difference between, you know, the your parts. Well, besides your friend the rope in grade school, <laughs> how did you, how old were you when you started... I don't know how taking care of yourself and figuring it out. I don't know how old I was, but I mean, I I would say probably like maybe twelve. Oh, and I don't know somewhere between twelve, thirteen, okay. somewhere around there, and it was you know just my hand. Oh, and I think that's probably how a lot of I would imagine. young girls figure that out. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I've heard, like, funny things from, like, other podcasts and stuff. People talk about using, like, their 
teddy bears, <laughs> like their toothbrushes, or pillows. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think that it, as a parent, it's important to let your daughters know that they deserve to get as much out of it as the right. Boy is. That it's not just about the guy, ever. right? Of course. Um, and I would hope that like sexual education in school is geared more in that direction these days than like, I mean, when I was in school, I did have a class because I went to a public school right? and you know, it was pretty much just like, don't get pregnant. And, um, yeah, that was about it. But they explained how girls get pregnant, right? Yeah. I mean, did they have the little, Oh, the diagram, the diagram, right. They did. Yeah. But it wasn't really about anything besides like not getting a disease oh. and not getting pregnant. Oh. That was pretty much the gist of it. Okay. So So never really covered the act itself. No. Oh. Not at all. all right. Cuz that then that would be porn. <laughs> right. Okay. But I think that you, you could probably do it in a way that's not gratuitous and you know, disgusting. Right. So All right, next subject. Next subject. <laughs> So I wanted to know what your thoughts are from the male perspective and uh, from a married man's perspective. Right. Why you think that people cheat? Well, I mean, host of reasons there. Um, I mean, I would think some, one of them would be they're not, they don't have a type of much of a sexual relationship at home. They're not getting it at home. At home. They have a sexist marriage. Right. Okay. Uh, maybe not sexless, but minimal. Okay. And or, or or maybe they have two different sex drives, and then maybe it's the woman that's that got the sex drive and not the man. Right. And so I would think that would be uh, one. Um, I would think that maybe just uh, uh, seeing maybe just meeting somebody the that. It's your interest. Uh, right. You know, just at work. You're attracted to. Right. And then, you know, especially if that person is, comes around a lot. Like you work with them or they're a neighbor or you see that person. And you actually like form a, a relationship besides that. Right. First. Right. Mm -hmm. I would say that would make it vulnerable. Um, I'd say boredom. Right. Boredom can do it. You know, or just, you, you just need some excitement in your life. You know, maybe it's just, you're just going through the motions. You're kind of in a routine. You're going to work, you know, and you just need some excitement. Yeah. And not just from the act itself, but maybe even from the hiding, hiding it. Mm -hmm. Right. The th all the things that you have to do, knowing that even if you, if you get caught, this is going to be you're going to face a major shit storm. Right. Okay. Right. And possibly divorce, but no matter what, it's going to be an ugly conversation if you, if you get hemmed up and caught. Right. But it's still that it's doing something daring, like cliff driving or cliff, cliff diving or something like that. It's right. The adrenaline piece huh. would be. I didn't even give that much thought. Yeah. Does it make sense though? Yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah. How about from the woman's standpoint? Um, I would say probably the number one 
at least in my opinion for women would be maybe uh they're being neglected at home oh that maybe somebody's not appreciating them and uh somebody comes along and says the right things at the right time and makes you feel special and beautiful oh i would think that would probably be right up there right as a number one. i suppose if nobody tells you you look hot or you look beautiful and you look sexy that maybe you stop feeling that way am i am i right oh sure yeah yeah and i think that's a really important thing for women you know is to feel desired right like i think that is probably huge for most women i'm and speaking for myself and luckily you know you you go out of your way to make me feel that way yeah, like I feel very desired, and that's I feel my, like you think I'm beautiful. Well, that's my love language, and that's your love language. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I mean, I I do. I I find you freaking amazingly hot, even after 20 years. Oh, thanks. Me too. So that doesn't go away. <laughs> me too. So, um, so do you think that's probably the case for men too? That there's like maybe some kind of neglect at home as far as that goes. Oh, look at that. Sorry. <laughs> you, you yelled at me, made sure that my phone was that on was silence. That was my watch. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so repeat the question. Do you think that um, that that's a big one for men, too? That they, they're neglected? They're feeling neglected or they're not as appreciated? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that that would, there's a number that, yeah, that they're not get, feeling that. They are the stud that they used to be, or their wife takes them for granted, um, and then they stumble into something else where, you know, whoever it is finds them funny. They're laughing at all their jokes, right. and they think they're witty, and they just fawn all over them. And at home, you're just like, oh, you know, they get the eye roll <laughs> at home, right. and they get the, you know, someone's always bitching at them. Right. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Do you think that um, even that a man would be kind of craving an intimate connection? I think, and the reason I ask is because I'm thinking that's the other reason for women is that there's just like a lack of connection. Well, in that case, I would think that one was traveling down a road that probably doesn't end well, you know? Right. Because if... if, Because there's more of an option for love involved. Right. Uh Where I do believe that more men would fall into the, you know, and I know it sounds cliche and it's, it's, you know, women don't want to hear it, but men can pull this off without having that emotional connection. They just can't. Right. The reasons I described at the very beginning. They don't. They, <laughs> right. They don't need that connection. Right. You know? um, which is why you know, strip strip clubs are crowded all the time. <laughs> right. It's more of a lust right. thing. Yeah. And you know me. That's that's not my thing. And I'm not just telling you that. I mean, for me, I I, I find no attraction in those things, in going to a strip club. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, and I go, 
you know, if I get drugged to a bachelor party, like I'm going to hear in about two weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'll be partaking. Right. But it's not, you know, you don't see me down at Silk on a Friday. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. Uh, that's perfect for me. Um, There was something else. Oh, I was going to ask you about like kind of backtracking a little bit. And we were talking about it's somebody that you know, maybe like from work or, you know, whatever. And it's someone of the opposite sex that you have formed a friendship with. Uh-huh. Um, and we've talked before about how I think that it is not appropriate to have any sort of like a like friendship with someone of the opposite sex. Like... And what I mean by that is someone that you're spending time with alone. Right. Hanging out, going to a, a ball game. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I know that, I th- well, I'm, I'm pretty sure you agree with me on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're, you're, you're just angling towards something bad is about to happen. Right. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Before those... Things line up where all of a sudden you start looking at somebody that would be a friend in that other way. Right. You know? Well, and I think that probably comes to from um, you would start to share more of your life with that person. Yeah. To include maybe some of the not so pleasurable things that are happening at home. Right. And once you're going down that path, because what's that other person going to say? They're going to be, if they're your friend, they're going to be your sounding board. And, right. You like, know, you're right. Exactly. She's terrible. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, you're, you're right. I think that most in most cases could really lead to, to something, you know, something bad. But, I mean, then you got to take a look at what about, you know, uh, family members, uh-huh. you know. Your your um, sister's husband or your cousin's husband, so people that's just not in a um, yeah, they're not in the friend zone, but you probably hang out with these people at, at events and stuff like that, right? Um, but again, not appropriate to be doing things together no. without your spouses or right, you know. But I mean, I could see a sign. Maybe they're on a pool league, or maybe they're in a bowling league, and I, I don't know. But I'm just right. saying that that is another piece that could lead down a path of, you know, for sure, infidelity for certain. Well, and you probably would be a little bit more comfortable telling more intimate details of your relationship right. to that person, and that person would probably already know. They would have an inside right. look at what goes on because you know they they hear more about your everyday life right than would be a stranger well i also have a rule that i don't really discuss details of our marriage with people yeah in general i don't if i was upset with you about something i don't go to work and talk to people no, about it no and i and i'm the same way i don't you know i don't go I don't refer to you as the ball and chain or you know, the old lady or <laughs> right. bitch that, you know, because really, frankly, you never really give me anything to bitch about. Oh, thank you. I know. But I'm, I'm sure that I've annoyed you at some point. Well, of course. But, but I mean, not to the point where I've got to tell someone about it. Right. Okay. You know? 
Well, that's right. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure individuals are tempted to have a sounding board. Right. You know. Well, and um, and we've been in situations before too where it's usually somebody's wife who's talking to you. Right. About you know, like he was an asshole, and then you know, the problem with that is that if you do act on it and they end up being okay, now you're the asshole. Yes. You know. Yes. And I think you and I have experienced that where you've picked a side and you've tried to help out and then they patch shit up then they have a conversation about what you said and then you're the asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, that's a tough situation. To yeah, be in. you're right. There's, there's just there's no winning. There is no winning. You just got to be stay, stay neutral on that one. Well, and I think that that's when people have to take personal responsibility and decide, you know, that you're going to keep your problems within your marriage. Yeah, yeah. So what? What other uh, things cause people to cheat from a woman's standpoint? I would say for women, it would kind of ties into the other one but um like low self-esteem okay like looking for somebody to kind of fill you up and oh fill you up well (laughs) fill up your love tank oh okay (laughs) just you know make you feel make you feel good make you feel better about yourself make you feel sexy i would say um maybe another thing would be uh like a power play you know where maybe at home you're kind of powerless your husband is the is the breadwinner and he is the alpha and he kind of calls the shots oh and i never even thought of that angle oh well good <laughs> and maybe it feels it makes you feel like powerful you know sure how about just uh pure happenstance where you just happen to like we always joke about on Sundays when you go to the grocery store, because there's a specific guy that seems to always be at that grocery store at the same time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's my date, my Sunday date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we laugh about it because obviously I'm not too concerned. But I mean, I would say, just going through life in general, you know, do you think, what is the probability of, of, of a woman that has a happy marriage, mm-hmm. not perfect, Right. But she would say, how are you in your marriage? And she would use the word, I'm happy. Right. That that woman would be pr- prone to stepping outside the marriage, even if it's someone that, let's say, just really, really attracted her, or for the things that we described earlier, just the, the danger element or whatever. Well, I'm sure that happens. I'm sure, you know. As much as that happens for men, I'm sure it happens. But I mean, do you think that you, are you, because you always have an ability to be able to say, you know, to pick up on things on women. Do you have people that you know, friends, clients, neighbors, whatever, that you would, in in your mind, you're like, that one is prone or that one is not prone just based on conversations and based on what you know of them? Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I think that there's probably more, there's probably women out there who are more willing to take a chance, you know, that maybe 
are not as like rule following. Right. And I think that if we did have some cracks that, you know, that would kind of put me in that situation that I, I'm such a rule follower by nature that that probably is what would keep me from actually doing anything. Right. You know, but, and also like a moral standpoint, right. like I believe, you know, I believe in our marriage. I believe in our vows. I believe that, you know, I'm supposed to be honest and, and communicative with you. Right. So I think depending on, you know, the personality that would make a big difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit happens all the time. You can't turn on a freaking TMZ and not. There's always something going on about that. And right. Well, I, I, the statistic is that 25% of marriages, one person in that marriage is cheated. 25%? Yeah. That's actually lower than I thought. Really? Yeah. Well, that would equate to 50%. What do you mean? Well, like 50% of men and 50% of women. Oh. Is, is it equal that the same, uh, more men cheat on their wives or yes. more? It is? Yeah, it's more men. Oh, you know that. <laughs> yeah, I was actually looking at the statistics. Oh. And I, it's not, like, by a lot, but, I mean, it's typically more so the men. Do you think women would be more comfortable cheating with a, another married man that's kind of in the same boat or a single guy? Um, I mean... My opinion, I don't know if it would really make a difference. Oh. To me, I don't know if it would really make a difference. Huh. Just a question. And I would think that it would be more someone that you've just made some kind of a connection with. Right. In some way. Yeah. Hmm. So do you think that it's possible to um, completely forgive someone after an affair? You know, this is one of those things that it's so hard to be able to say what you would do right you know um I, I guess i don't know i guess a lot of the would be okay how did it happen i'd want to know that right you what know, led you to it what led me to it and what i mean could it happen again um is there remorse right um are you telling me everything you know if this come if, it, if if you ever cheated on me and I'm like okay, I want to know everything. I want to know every freaking last detail. Oh, what happened? Uh huh. From soup to nuts. And I think if I think you're holding out, then I'd be less likely to forgive. Oh. Yeah. So I would say full disclosure, open kimono, and remorse. And I probably that and the fact that I don't want to lose half my shit in a divorce either. Oh. You, you know. Well, that's I'm, I'm just being honest. Wow. I mean, it's major ass pain to go through a divorce. Well, I mean, aside from yeah, I would I mean, logistically sure. Yeah. I'm thinking I that would not even occur to me. <laughs> it, it, it would be. So, but I'm not, you know, I I, I also got a sense of, you know, I'm a an alpha male, so I, I got a pride thing right. that I don't know if I can. I'd be able to flip like a switch, right? You know, but but you, you but, but I also on that end, I've also find it really complimentary and hot when 
men hit on you. Right. You know? Right. So I've got that going But you me. also have a line where it's, you know. Well, of course. Now you're, right. Like, now you're, this is, uh, you're now you're now insulting you're being disrespectful. me. You're disrespecting me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Agree. How about you? Um, I mean, like you said, it's hard to say, but I think my thing would be more like, first of all, how do you trust somebody? You know, how I could I see myself letting you go do your thing like you do now, you know, hang out with friends for the weekend or whatever, even just being at work during the week and not coming home at night. Right. Would I obsess? You know, how would I ever get over feeling like he could be cheating right now? Yeah. You know, so that would be a really hard part. So you would be probably less likely to be able to do it. I, like I said, I, it's hard to say, Yeah. but I think that would be my major thing is that I just don't know how I could, keep myself from thinking about it. Right. And the other thing is the comparison. I would always be thinking like, what did she have that I didn't have? Would Would you be more comfortable if I cheat on someone that, that was, most people would say was hotter than you or less than you? I That wouldn't even be a thought in my mind. It wouldn't? No, because it would just be like, what did she have that I didn't have? Not just physically. Right. But like, you know, what does she say that I don't say? Like, you know, right. uh, I do all this stuff. Like, why wasn't it enough? Yeah. I, you know? Again, and then now you can circle all the way back to what we just talked about at the beginning. You know, something new and, you know. Right. I mean, it, it, it's it's just, it's, it's just never ending. And I think that, you know, for people who can forgive, that, you know, that's huge. Yeah. And... I mean, I would imagine that it would feel like you took a bullet and lived through it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, that. I think that it's very commendable when people can get through it and actually, you know, follow through. Well, and then live a life that re- kind of resembled before. Pre- before. Because I can see a, many circumstances where, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to forgive yeah. But I'm not, I can't forgive. Well, and I think too that if you're the person who is giving the forgiveness, you have to forgive 100%. Right. You can't just say, I forgive you, and then bring it up all the time or, you know, display behavior. Right. But then that goes back to where you're saying you don't think you could do that. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. That right. I, that would be the hardest part for me. Well, then at that point, then, I mean, pretty much you're just saying it. Let's not even go through the motions. You know, I fucked up. Sorry, but let's start dividing assets and figure out where we're each going to live. Well, I think, too, that it would also depend on, you know, what your reasoning was, you know. But like I said, who knows? Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, that's a... That's, Hopefully, we're never in that. Right. I mean, I, 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 I don't, I'm looking around and like, you get some massage chair. You know, how we divide that up. Oh, who's going to do my laundry? 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I never Jesus. thought about that part. Yeah. Well, um, I I don't know. I think that this is something that is like worth communicating, and I think that you know, I don't know. I think there's times when you need to check in with your partner and find out if you're doing everything you should be doing. Well, and it, it, and it goes back to, you know, like we talked about at the beginning. Okay. Some, some, if someone climbed that rope or climbed that pole at an early age and they just, if, if our theory is correct, they have an earlier and a more intensified sex drive that follows them all the way through life. Right. Um, you know, and hopefully they'll be with a partner that can match that that level of interest and enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it, it it all works. It all kind of blends in and you know works the same, in my opinion. Well, and I think you know you have to kind of ride each other's ups and downs too. You know, there's going to be times in life when maybe you're you know not as into it. Right. And knowing that you're working on it and it's not permanent. Right. You know, being able to talk about that. Or one person gets, has different sexual ideas. And <laughs> right. Interests. Right. And the other one does not and vice versa. Well, you know? and I think you can, you know, as one of you, you can be open to certain things, but as the other one, you have to be, you know, conscientious of the fact that that might not be what the other person is right. into. And they have to just stick to, they might just have to stay in that fantasy realm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So, well, thank you. Yeah, this wasn't so bad. No. When you were telling me about it, we were talking about it, and I was like, oh, Well, because, is... you know, cheat sounds like the F word, you know, yeah. <laughs> when you say it. Yeah. Well, then you think, and it's you not know, a you're gonna, you think you're going to say something wrong, or I mean, I don't know. I mean, right. This is so far from my thought process, but it's worth. It's certainly worth discussing. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I hope you all enjoyed it, and I hope that it kind of sparked some interest and maybe opened some communication between you and your partners. And um, like I said before, if you would comment on my Instagram and let me know about climbing the rope. You pole climbers and rope I, climbers. I want to hear it. Yeah, I, 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 I think we're on to something here. I think so, too. So you guys have to let me know. If you haven't followed me on Instagram, Better Me Podcast, um, you can also email me at bettermepodcast at gmail.com. And like I said earlier... I am encouraging all of you to subscribe and rate and review. It does so much good for me. So and I really appreciate it when you do. And uh, like I said earlier, happy birthday. Mm, thank to you. My favorite guest. They just run into one another now. <laughs> You're only getting better. Oh, thanks, honey. Like a fine wine. Nice. <laughs> Love it. So thank you so much, everyone, and uh, I appreciate you listening today, and we will talk next week. See you now. Bye-bye.